Let's talk for just a couple of minutes about the greatest hero of all time. His name is Jesus. And when you know the greatest hero of all time, I'm going to give you four points. If you're with me this morning, let me hear an amen. Number one, you walk in invaluable wisdom. He is not only a counselor, the Bible says he is a wonderful counselor. Let me ask you a question. How many of you are here today and there's something that you need to make a decision about? There's something that you don't know and you've got to make a decision in the next few months. Is there anybody here that, don't, that you don't know anything and, and you're in need of some wisdom? Well, the good news is Jesus is our wonderful counselor. Can I get an Amen. I love this one. When we fully begin to f understand the priceless wisdom that God gives his children daily, it causes us to fall on our knees, stand awed, full of wonder. The first thing that makes God great, the first thing that makes Jesus the greatest hero of all time is he is our wonderful counselor. Church, I've got some really good news for you today. The Holy Spirit is in you, and he is your guide and when you need wisdom, when you need direction, when you need insight, Jesus came to be our wonderful counselor to help us in every area of our life. He is a guide that walks us through life. Many of you know that I like fishing. And I went on a fishing trip and, uh, oh, and there's, there's one of the fish that I caught. Uh, Mark Hessling took me to Georgia and we went to go visit Austin for a few days and on our way he took me fishing. We went, and there's Mark, and Mark's fish, by the way, is, is bigger than mine. So I want to give, and he's a lot better looking. What great, great fish. We went fishing, and the neat thing about this fishing trip is that we, Mark hired a guide to take us fishing. Now, I've been fishing a million times, and a lot of times you don't catch anything. Because why? Because you don't know what they're, what they're biting on, you don't know the river, you don't know all the details, and so you go out there and you get frustrated because you don't catch anything. But Mark was smart enough to realize that we were going to a river, and it was a small private river, and he hired a guide by the name of Daniel Bowman. Mark and I got in the water, Daniel stood on shore, and watch this, Daniel guided us and told us where to cast. Now, how many know that's invaluable? He's up, up on the bank, and he's telling Mark, cast to the right, cast a little bit to the left, cast to the, right, cast to the left. Cast. And he would guide us through the fishing experience. And as you can tell, we were successful. Why? Because we had a wonderful counselor. Now listen, church. The Holy Spirit is in you. He is your guide. He's the professional. He wants to help you. And this Christmas season, you don't have to try to figure life out. You don't have to know all the answers. All you got to know is that God sent Jesus to be your wonderful counselor, and he can help you. He can give you wisdom. He can give you insight. He's your professional guide. Tap into that power that's available to us through the power of the Holy Spirit and let him be your wonderful counselor. Moms need wisdom. Businessmen need wisdom. We need wisdom to navigate through this difficult life. And Jesus came to be our wonderful counselor. Let him guide you this Christmas season through life. Can I get an amen? Number two, 
The Bible says that God is not only our wonderful counselor, but I love this one. He is our mighty God. When you know the greatest hero of all time, you live with indescribable victory. Everyone say victory. See, he's a mighty God. That means, watch this, that he is big enough, he's strong enough, he's powerful enough to solve every one of your problems. He is a mighty God. You know, the Christmas story is really uh, uh, brought down to three messages in the Bible. The first message is don't be afraid. That's the first message of Christmas. The second message of Christmas is with God, all things are possible. And then the third message of Christmas is that Christmas is a story of miracles. Now, I want to ask you a question today. Do you still believe in miracles? See, because if you believe in the Christmas story... If you believe that a a, a virgin gave birth through the power of the Holy Spirit and it was Jesus, if you believe in that Christmas story, then you believe in miracles. But I think sometimes as we get older, sometimes as we get a little bit more mature in the faith, I think sometimes our faith diminishes and we no longer believe in miracles. And I want to challenge you today to believe that God is not only your guide, your wonderful counselor, but he is a mighty God and he is still able to perform miracles today. If he performed that miracle in the manger, he can help you out because he is a mighty God. And as a church and as individuals, we need to start believing God for miracles because he is a mighty God. I can't help but not think here today, there's people in this church, people watching online, that you need God to do a miracle. In fact, if you're here today and you need God to do a miracle, would you please lift your hand? And I want you to notice that my hand is lifted up with you. My family needs a miracle. See, we need to stir our faith to believe that the same mighty God that gave Jesus in a manger is still alive today and he's a God that is a mighty God and he wants to do miracles on our behalf. I'm believing that this new year that we're going to start seeing miracles like never before. Why? Because we serve a mighty God. When I was studying for this, uh, the thought that came to me as I was praying about mighty God was, was an old uh, a woman of faith. Her name was uh, uh, Catherine Coleman. She was a healing evangelist in California in the 60s and 70s. She came up with a beautiful song that came her theme for her ministry, and it was, I Believe in Miracles. I believe in miracles. I've seen a soul set free. Miraculous, the changing one. Redeemed by Calvary, I've seen the lily push its way up through the stubborn sod. I believe in miracles, cause I believe in God. See, if you believe in miracles, then you believe in God. And there's nothing that our mighty God can't do. And if you're here today, you need a miracle. I want you to not only look at that stained glass and be reminded of his greatness, but I want you to be reminded that if you believe in the Christmas story, you believe 
and miracles. And we need God to do miracles today. Can I get an amen? amen. Number three, very quickly. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God. I love this one. Everlasting Father. When you know the greatest hero of all time, you enjoy immeasurable acceptance. Everyone said that word acceptance. See, when I, when I hear the word everlasting father, I think of a father who is full of love, full of grace, full of kindness, full of mercy. And the Bible says he's an everlasting father. I'm reminded of what God said to Jesus when Jesus got baptized. Watch this. Jesus obeyed, and he allowed John the Baptist to baptize him. He came out of the water, and the Bible says that the heavens opened up, a voice from heaven came down, and God spoke over Jesus. Jesus, you are my son. You are my son. I love you, and with you I am well pleased. When Jesus heard those words, he was empowered to be the person he was called to be because he had an everlasting father who was always loving him, always speaking over him, always blessing him. He had an everlasting father, and Jesus did the great works that he did because he was loved by a father who had limitless love, acceptance, and mercy and kindness for him. And if God feels that way about Jesus, guess what, church? He feels that way about you today. You love and serve an everlasting father. He is in love with you, and there's nothing that you can do that's going to stop him from loving you. He is an everlasting father. Now, I came up with an illustration for this one. And this probably is going to be the craziest illustration all year long. But I'm going to take a risk. You know, Jim Poling keeps tabs of all my crazy illustrations. And sometime next year, he's probably going to do a drama about all my crazy illustrations. But when I saw the word everlasting father, I thought of, Tammy, if you can hand that to me. <laughs> the everlasting, energizing bunny. And I'm going to give this away to someone today after church. There's nothing worse than running out of batteries. I feel like at my house, like I have a sign over my head that says, the batteries are going to run out when you try to use this thing. Flashlights, go to use it, no batteries. Calculator, no batteries. It's frustrating not to have batteries. Watch this. When you serve the everlasting father, he is like the energizer bunny. He's everlasting. Watch this. He never runs out of forgiveness. He never runs out of mercy. He never runs out of kindness. He never runs out of healing. He takes a ticking, a, a licking, and he keeps on ticking. He keeps going and going and going and going. The Bible says his mercies are new every what? Morning, great is thy faithfulness. You need love, he's got it. You need forgiveness, he's got it. You need mercy, he's got it. Why? Because he's the energizer bunny. He is everlasting. He keeps going and going 
and going. And when you go to him and say, oh, God, here I come again. I'm failing in this area. I keep coming to you. He says to you, I'm never going to run out of batteries. I'm going to keep on going. His love for you is as wide as the east is from the west. And when you serve the everlasting Father, whatever you need, he will always be charged, ready to give it to you today. Can I get an amen? Amen. Now, I don't want you to fight over this. (laughs) But somebody's going to get this today as a reminder that God is the everlasting Father. How many are still with me? Let me hear an amen. amen. Number four, real quick. Bruce, if you can come up with the keyboard. Number one, when you know the greatest hero of all time, you walk with wisdom. Number two, you, you walk in victory. Number three, you enjoy acceptance. And then number four, you receive incredible comfort. Everyone say Prince of Peace. Peace. See, one of the words that describes Jesus is he is the Prince of Peace. Listen to what Gandhi said. It is a first-class human tragedy that people of the earth who claim to believe in the message of Jesus, whom they describe as their Prince of Peace, show little of that belief and actual practice. Mm. Prince of Peace. The message of Christmas is, is peace on earth, goodwill to all men. And if there's one quality that you and I need to have in the midst of difficult, dark times is the reassurance that Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Peace is available for you today. Let me give you very quickly. Seven peace stealers that were going to steal your peace if you allow them to. Number one, worrying about issues that are out of your control. It's a peace stealer. Why are you worried about the things you can't control? Don't allow those things to steal your peace. Number two, stressing over problems you can't fix. How many guys here are Mr. Fix-It? I am. Super glue and duct tape. I can fix anything. But guess what, church? There are some things you can't fix. And why are you stressing over them? It steals your peace. Don't let it steal your peace. Number three, anxious about the future and what is to come. Number four, a peace stealer is regret over the past and the mistakes you've made. Number five, unrealistic expectations that you expect of yourself and others. It will steal your peace. You're hard on yourself and you're hard on other people. Guess what? It's a peace stealer. It will steal your peace. Number six, this is for somebody today, unhealthy influences that speak doubt and unbelief. Can I tell you something? There's some of you, you need to cut ties to negative influences that speak doubt and unbelief over your life. They're cute. They're nice. You've known them for a long time. They're peace stealers, and they're stealing your peace. You're allowing them to speak into your life doubt and unbelief, and you need to cut those ties and hang with people that are going to lift you up. Be very careful who you surround yourself with. You know, I've been off Facebook now for about a a year, best thing I ever did. You know why? Because I was finding that when I get on Facebook, I get on social media, I lose peace. I'd rather focus on other things. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you there are influences out there that will steal your peace if you allow them to. 
They're called peace stealers. And it's unhealthy influences that speak doubt and unbelief in your life. Cut them out. Focus on godly people that will lift you up and build you up. And then number seven, uncontrolled anger and bitterness towards yourself and others. Peace stealers. Jesus says, church, I want you to see it. I'm going to put it in your sanctuary. I want you to see it every single Sunday. I'm a wonderful counselor. I'm a mighty God. I'm an everlasting father, and I'm the prince of peace. And that's available for us, not only Christmas, but all year long. It keeps going and going and going and going and going. Now, this is how we're going to end church today. Because if some of you need wisdom, you're getting ready to make a decision. I sense that somebody here is, is dealing with a, a lawsuit and you're confused and you're stressed and it's killing your family. God's going to give you wisdom today. If you'll just humble yourself and say, God, you're my wonderful counselor. God, help me to quit trusting in attorneys and lawyers and CPAs and experts. God, I want to trust in you to be my wonderful counselor. God, give me the wisdom that I need. God's going to do that today. Number two, there's some of you here that are faced with, you're faced with an impossible situation. The message of Christmas is that God is a mighty God and he wants to do a miracle on your behalf. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. And if you're here today and you need a miracle, I'm going to ask you in just a moment to respond, and I'm going to pray a prayer of faith over you today that God's going to show up and be a miracle-working God on your behalf. Number three, there's people here today that, that, that you feel rejected from God. You feel like God is distant. You feel like you're never good enough. You never measure up. I want to tell you today, the message of Christmas is that you have an everlasting Father who is full of mercy, full of grace, full of kindness, full of love because he keeps going and going and going. He's the everlasting father. And then number four, there's people here today, you need peace. You're stressed, you're anxious, you're worried. God wants to fill you with supernatural peace. Now I'm going to make this real easy for you today. How many are still with me? Let me hear an amen. amen. I'm going to dummy this down for all of us here today. Watch this. John, I'm going to use you. John, come up here. And John is going to be our wonderful counselor guide. And you're going to come right here in just a moment. If you need wisdom, you're going to come see John. John Bryant, come on up here. Number two. Come on, John. John, I want you to stand right here. And John is going to be the mighty God. You need a miracle. I want you to come stand right in front of this sign, and we're going to believe God to do miracles today. Can I hear an amen? I wonder what this one is. Gary, come help me. Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Just come. You need acceptance. You need to hear God's approval. You need to hear God say to you, you're my son, you're my daughter, I believe in you. With you, I'm well pleased. Watch this. When you come to him as the everlasting father, watch this. Your approval is not based on what you do. It's based on who you are. There's people here today, you're, you're, you're living a performance-based Christianity. 
If you do good, you read your Bible, you go to church, you help out the children's department, you're good. But if you don't, you're not good. It's not based on what you do. It's based on who you are. That's why God said over Jesus, before you do one miracle, I want you to hear, I love you, I believe in you, I'm well pleased with you. And because he was accepted, he did good works. Jesus didn't do good works to get accepted. He was accepted, therefore he did good works. And that's what the everlasting Father will do for you and for me today. And then, Prince of Peace. Tom, help me out. Prince of Peace. You're here today, you're stressed. You're here today, you're anxious. You're here today, you're frustrated. You can receive beautiful peace. Not only this Christmas, but all year long. It's available for you today. Now, here's the, and they're coming right now. Thank you, sir. Here's the issue. It's a gift that has been given to you. What do you do when a gift is handed to you? You accept it. You open it. And you receive it today.